Hello. 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 And welcome to Pioneer's Post podcast. Social enterprise stories and conversations from across the world. <laughs> You're listening to the sound of over 200 people. They're all very excited about the role women play in UK social enterprise. That's because today's episode of the Pioneers Post podcast comes from London's NatWest Wise 100 event. One of this evening's speakers will be Dr. Pragya Agarwal, CEO at The Art Tiffin, who I'll be interviewing a bit later. But first, hear her ideas on how to make the impact economy more diverse. Thank you, Sasha. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really honored to be here and so inspired just talking to a few of you just amazing, inspiring women. Um, but I also look around the room and I feel like that we are not bringing a lot of diverse intersectional voices to the platform, to the pl field of domain of social enterprise. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, about from my own experiences and just generally the work that I've been doing with other women. Um, so the Voice for Change England, which is a national ethnic minority lobbying body, observed that the BME sector is not properly engaged in policy-making structures and networks relating to social enterprises, and that funding is not reaching the BME groups that are developing as social enterprises. So are we giving out some kind of subliminal unconscious messages that are kind of creating this bias that maybe the social enterprise domain is not for the BME or for more the more margin, marginalized communities or the marginalized women. Um, so un I do a lot of work with unconscious bias and unconscious bias can be projected to words and through the images that we put out and the messages that we are writing, anything, the cultures that we have as well. And I know from my own experience as a woman of color, and I, I will use that word even though it's very politically charged, that of the frustrations that I've had and the challenges that I've faced in setting up my social enterprise and running it and trying to get funding and support for it. From, the lo from going from local and, um, uh, organizations, our councils, and others. So, um, the thing is that sometimes I found that there's not as much awareness about what social enterprise is, what, what actually social ent entrepreneurs do, what is the model for social enterprise. And when I talk about the different women of my community and my network, they, there is a lot of misleading information and they are confused. Even talking to my husband two days ago, he did not know what I did, but that's maybe just him probably. So, <laughs> but it kind of shows some kind of, there's a gap between the women that are actively involved in social enterprise, but other communities that we should be mobilizing and bringing to the forum, to the platform as well. Uh, it seems like social enterprise is kind of, it falls into these tiny cracks where it's not a normal business, but it's also not a charity. So what I found most frustrating is that it does not ha have access to a lot of grants. When I call up my local council, they ask me, are you a charity? No, I'm not registered as a charity, so they cannot support me. And I have to explain a lot about what social enterprise is, what kind of impact I'm making. And also I think talking to women, I, there is a lot of, not as much information out there about how this impact can be measured and validated so that these can be used in kind of funding applications or grant making uh, to grant making bodies as well. Um, but I also talking to um, a lot of women in the BME, but I talk mainly from, I came from India, 
uh, 20 years ago here to do my PhD. So I would talk about from the South Asian uh, women experience. Um, charity or nonprofit organizations are often seen as a white middle class thing. And there is not that why are, why is it that that it is seen like that. So this kind of bias has been created around it. So if we want to bring more BME women into the fold, if we want to mobilize more of these women, then we need to make them aware of what the social enterprise actually does and actually understand their context, understand the cultural context that they're coming from so that we can put proper things into force to support them fully. Um, a lot of women from these communities, I find, are, are, are seen as traditional homemakers. They, they, want, they have to stay at home, they have to look after the, the children. And um, so what we have to understand is, are there any kind of cultural stereotypes and time constraints that are stopping them from putting, making, setting up these uh, enterprises? Um, is there anything that we can change from them? How do we best mobilize and support them? Um, and how do, we, um, how do we make them kind of understand that while they actually set up a social enterprise, they can be doing something for the community, but also making money. Because a lot of these women that I talk to, they, they set up a business from maybe the kitchen table, a small business, because they want to be financially independent. Um, they want to have some money of their own. And they do not understand what, what a social enterprise model or what a, a nonprofit or what kind of model it can offer them in terms of making money. They do not understand it. So I think it's, it's really important that we talk more about the financial model of social enterprise to these women and help them um, achieve their some courses around there. But they might, again, because of the time constraints, the cultural um, no, uh, context, they might not have access to these courses. They might not be able to travel across the country to attend these courses. They might not even know that these courses exist. Um, the other point that I really wanted to talk about was the fact that, yes, women are seen as they, there's some data to say that 41% of the social enterprise founders or nonprofit founders are women. So the women are really involved in it. And women are seen to be more socially responsible. They're more willing to sacrifice the high profile corporate jobs and salaries. But are we just conditioned to think like that? Because of that, are we actually pushing women into these kind of more typically feminine spaces of this impact economy, rather than the more traditionally masculine world of investment and finance? and technology where they can be actively involved in, in the decision-making and in the policy-making side of things. Um, and I'm actually working with some women in India and, and talking about um, what, what they can do with social enterprises and how they can work with, as a, with the social enterprise model. And I think it's also important that we bring and celebrate more role models from these communities. Because if you don't do that, if you don't showcase these models, how do young women know that this is something that they aspire to, that they, they, this is possible, that this is something that within their reach, and they can actually do it and make it happen as well. And I think it's also very important, because tr I firmly believe the true knowledge and wisdom comes from within the community. So rather than uh, going into a community and helping them, it should come within it, from within it. And so it's about enabling some of these women to not see them as, themselves as victim anymore, but as enablers as well. And talking of diversity, I think we need to talk a bit more about a wider definition of diversity. Uh, diversity can mean so many things. And um, I think we need to redefine diversity a little bit as well. Um, and so that's 
about what I wanted to say. So thank you for the work that Pioneer Post is doing, and it's amazing to be here again. Thanks. After the event, I talked to Dr. Agarwal. We spoke about how social enterprise might empower more women across the world. Yeah, so thank you so much for speaking today. It was really interesting and inspiring for all the women at the event. If you could just introduce yourself and maybe kind of summarise what you were talking about earlier today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, so I'm Pragya Agarwal and I run a social enterprise, The Art Tiffin, which is all about creativity and mental well-being um, and based my own experience of um, of mental health and how creativity helped me, but also redefining creativity and how creative thinking can create innovation. But I also run a research think tank called the 50% Project, which is all about gender bias and the unconscious biases that we have in women's equality. Um, yeah, I write and speak about these things. Um, and my, so I was talking a bit about the, the topic was about sharing space and about how to bring more kind of women, diverse women into the social enterprise or the sector or the impact economy. And I was drawing on my own experience, but also the kind of women I've worked with or from my own background coming from India 20 years ago <laughs> to do my PhD. We couldn't have had a more relevant speaker um, with all your experiences. Um, so you, you talked about some women who are traditionally maybe homemakers in, in their cultures, um, but they have skills that could maybe turn into something that's commercial and also helps their community. Do you have any specific examples? Yeah, so for, for example, with the Artifin, um, what I've been trying to do is to um, collaborate with this group of women in India who'd make Madhumani paintings. And Madhubani paintings are just kind of kind of naive art, which would they call these women who used to just paint the walls of their huts or houses in small villages with whatever they had on hand. The brushes were made of sticks or they mixed local like mud or things, mineral clays and, and made paints. But these have become quite popular among tourists now so but they it, it doesn't in empower these women financially they are taken by middlemen and sold in big cities and so what i was trying to do i'm been trying to do is to actually make these go and t go to the source and actually work with these women to first of all make them aware that this is a skill because they don't even think that it is a skill they're just doing it and they've been doing it for generations they pass on these skills from mother to daughter and um, it's about decorating or it's, it's the kind of aesthetic sense that goes into it. It's gorgeous. It's really beautiful. And it's about how you empower. I want to empower these women with their own skill, but also feel confident that they can do that. So that's uh, one of the examples. And do you do any work with women um, from communities that are based in the UK as well? So this is an example of women based in India. Um, but I, ha I have I run a Facebook group called Women Social Entrepreneurs. And um, so I'm trying to create a network of women, especially diverse women, who are interested in setting up social enterprise, but by through my writing also make the process quite easy and accessible to them because they might not have the information that... and. And this is what I, I, I'm interested in. We've, I've been reaching out to some women entrepreneurs or some certain communities, and we've been reaching out to some uh, charity who works with sex workers in Manchester and other who works with domestic violence um, in um, 
in uh, Liverpool and what we uh, what we're trying to do is to actually see how these women can receive the mentorship and the support that they can feel empowered financially and set up their own businesses as something that can help their communities as well because they know the issues best. It must be quite challenging I suppose maybe reaching out to people who are in maybe traditionally homemaking roles maybe they're not so connected on social media so how do you how do you find that you you can connect with yeah, these women yeah i think it's it's about going to the grassroots and actually it's a lot of work um, yeah and and i think that's also the perception because sometimes we feel everything is on social media and we can make all these connections on social media which is fantastic but a lot of these women don't access social media for this this purpose or they might not know where the information is um but also i think it's a feeling of trust that you can you have you have to gain the trust to be able to work with them um and um it's it's about building that trust because somebody coming from outside and telling them this is what you should do or this is the right thing to do why aren't you doing it this way it's always a, a feeling of mistrust associated with it um and understanding the cultural context but it helps me if i come from from the same kind of cultural context if i can speak the language in a way um then maybe i can reach out to those communities so there's another project we're trying to do about um raising the awareness of mental health in british asian communities as well because that's not something that's talked about especially perinatal or maternal mental health because nobody talks about pnd i remember when i had my first child which very very i was very young and i had a lot a very complicated pregnancy but nobody ever asked me physically i was asked yeah had lots of support but mentally nobody talked about pnd or even considered that as something that we should talk about so that's another thing that we need to break these stigmas in these communities as well yeah so um you talked about kind of reaching out to at the grassroots level to those communities but you also spoke about how um non-profit sectors can be very traditionally white and middle class mm-hmm. um do you think it's also about reaching out to the white and middle class communities and kind of educating them about how to become more diverse. Yeah, I think so. I think and these kind of events help because it's showing a diverse face and it's it's about bringing talking about these things and there are all kinds of women here from different backgrounds. Um and I think we need to celebrate these role models more and showcase these role models because I think when women don't see these role models um a lot of what we believe in ourselves comes from what we see in media what we read and a lot of bias is created through that in our minds about okay i don't see any person of color or a woman of color being a leader there or running a social enterprise what even is that or why should i even do that then if you actually celebrate these role models then it becomes possible for somebody else it sparks an idea it sparks a, it's just that kind of passion in people um yeah i think that's really important i suppose if you could if the pioneers post listeners a lot of them will work in social enterprise and if you think there's some tangible practical steps that they could take for their business um to become more diverse um what advice would you give to them um i first of all i don't think diversity should be about tokenism so sometimes we force that as well diversity and inclusivity um a lot of social enterprises are run for marginalized communities so in that way you, we are serving the marginalized communities and diversity 
but maybe i think if if we are running a social enterprise or people who are running a social enterprise or a, and they're working with these communities maybe trying to see how we can put strategies into place so that we can empower those communities so that they can take start taking responsibility for things and actually maybe set up a working group within these communities or with these women who who they can meet with the network and they bring their own experiences to the table rather than just we going in and saying we are putting these things into place or this is how things should be or it's about enabling and empowering them as well as much through our work and um if there's anything else any more thoughts that you had on on the evening or um anything else that kind of sums up what you were speaking about earlier to leave people with Yeah I think that there's um, there's some questions about how people starting up and I remember starting up myself and how challenging that is and I think if um it's about I write a lot about women supporting other women and um Sarah talked about that as well Sarah Veer about sharing the space and sometimes when women are leading the way or they becoming leaders we forget to actually think about the women or young people who are just starting up and or other women who don't have the same privileges or opportunities and i think it's about bringing them in it's about sharing the space with them as well and sharing our experiences and stories and the more stories we share the the better i think it is the better connected we are you've been listening to the pioneers post podcast if you liked this one continue following our why series and other social enterprise stories on www.pioneerspost.com.